All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Live Loud Life podcast. Um, my name is Dr. Antonio, uh, your host of the Live Loud Life podcast. And today we're going to talk about ergonomics, ergonomic workstations, ergonomic setups, ergonomic chairs, everything ergonomic. Um, and the reason we're bringing this up is especially with um, with COVID in 2020, so many people working from home. What's interesting is you would think that you would have a lot more freedom with how, which, sorry, you do have a lot more freedom with how you kind of structure your workstations and things like that, you know, potentially theoretically, depending on like what, who your employer is and whatnot, but you might actually be more restrictive too. Like we've have so many patients who between their spouse working from home and their kids doing, you know, technically remote learning and things like that, they're their ability to work from home is they're like, I'm like pushed in a basement corner type of thing. And so they're making it work because everyone's got to just roll with it and adapt with it. But more importantly is what's also really interesting. This was a conversation I've had with my father-in-law and my dad now because of remote um, meetings via zoom and whatnot is you're able to back, you're able to schedule those back to back um, a lot tighter than where you would be able to do if you were at the office, right? Like, let's say, for instance, your your office has, even if it's just one building, but let's say like multiple buildings within like a small campus or something like that. You have a mil- you have a meeting here. You gotta just like just like class, right? You gotta allow for some walk time, some in between, back and forth, whatever it is in between those two meetings to be able to get to the next one, right? <clears throat> but now with Zoom, they're they're back-to-back meetings and oftentimes through lunch, through your break, so on and so forth, mostly because just the conversation and the way that people are communicating is just a lot, it's a lot more challenging. And now you're having to set like a separate Zoom meeting for this where this this group of individuals and then you have to set a separate Zoom meeting for this, these individuals, whereas normally that conversation can kind of just happen back and forth um, in passing between between persons at the work, whatever, whatever that is. So regardless, is everyone is sitting more at home. And, you know, one thing that my dad always talked about is like, you know, being able to just use the excuse of going to get a glass of water for his micro breaks and as an excuse to get up and move was very beneficial. But now it's, it's just different. When you're down in the basement, it's not like you're just walking over to the water cooler, which is maybe like 20 feet away. You got to go all the way upstairs and, you know, then there's other distractions. So you might not want to do that. But regardless, as people are asking about ergonomics, right? Like, how can I make my workstation more ergonomically friendly? How can I set up my desk? How can I, what, what kind of chair is the most ergonomically friendly, so on and so forth, so that I can work on my posture, how I feel, so on and so forth. Now, I do not have any direct recommendations for the best ergonomic chairs. While there are benefits to buying a very nice ergonomic chair, there are some caveats and nuances that you have to consider when you're doing that. Just like a really nice car or anything else, you got to know how to use it in order to get the full benefit out of it. And, you know, you can get the Vera desk, which is basically like a table topper that you put on your standard desk, which can elevate uh, and lower down, which is super handy. Costco has a really nice 
um, uh, sit to stand desk that you can program just by a hit of a button. It changes the levels, blah, blah, blah. It's really great. But what we're, what we're alluding to is with all the right intentions, you have to use it, right? And what we see normally is with ergonomic chairs is, is, is most people sit at either the front or the middle and then they kind of just dump or slouch into the chair. So the quote unquote lumbar spine support or upright or, or, um, cushions or, you know, whatever that is, they're no longer advantageous because the body is not even positioned appropriately to use them. Now, taking consideration, when you're talking about ergonomics, they're kind of set for like a range of individuals. So if you're on maybe the shorter side or the taller side, some of these things might not be even applicable for you as far as how they can fit your anatomy in your body. So that definitely makes it more challenging. And you might you might you might actually find that getting um, not like a a custom ergonomic or sorry, an ergonomic chair, but kind of customizing it to your body might be beneficial where you can actually get like a lumbar support pillow in our office. We use a specific lumbar pad, which you can actually blow air up into, which is super beneficial because it contours and moves with the, sorry, it kind of moves and shapes with the contour of your back. But, but, it, but it all comes back down to, you have to be able to understand what ergonomics are and what posture is and what uh, load accumulation is in order to really develop the appropriate plan that you're trying to achieve as a result of doing those things, right? Just, I mean, a lot of people know <laughs> it's like, well, I got this nice, I got this really nice ergonomic chair. I got this really nice desk. And so we're like, okay, cool. How are you using it? What are you doing, right? And they have no idea really even how to use it. They just, they just assume that in doing or in putting the effort of a buying something ergonomic that it's going to help. And it's a step in the right direction. I'm not going to say that what they did was not beneficial, but you got to know, and I'm making it seem like using a chair and everything else is like really complex, but surprisingly, and maybe it's just a part of society is most of us just naturally slump and, and kind of dump into a chair. And so what we're referring to is if you, if you think about the seat of a chair, you have the front of the chair, like if you were about to sit on the edge and slide off, that's the front of the chair, the middle of the chair, and then the back is where, um, the. Uh, if you're talking about the seat, the back of the seat is where essentially the upright part or the back of the seat meets. And so what we try to, what we try to encourage people is if you have a lumbar support or you have like a fairly, you know, maybe nice ergonomic chair, in order to use it, you have to scoot your butt back towards that crease or fold so that when you bring yourself upright, your back is actually up against the back of the chair so that the lumbar support is where the lumbar support actually needs to be. But again, most of us kind of plop down and then we just rest where we are going into more flexion and not really even achieving the position necessary for us to get the benefit of the lumbar support. So these are, these are strong considerations to take into because ergonomic chairs are not cheap, especially if you're paying for this out of pocket. Don't assume that just by buying an ergonomic chair, your pain, your mobility, or whatever your intention is in buying the ergonomic chair is going to improve if you're not actually using it. Now, there is a whole industry around ergonomics. So we're not saying that ergonomics are not important, but I think the conversation around what ergonomics are and what they actually do 
um, is, is not discussed or thought out enough. It's more, more or less just like, well, do this, do this, do this, and you'll be okay. Right. Realistically, it comes down to you're trying to position the body in a way so that it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> sorry, what's the way I want to say this? You're trying to position the body in a way so that the load accumulation that you're taking within that period of time is not so cumbersome that it's going to create maybe excess tightness, pain, or things like that. So, for instance, one of the, uh, you know, we'll just use the chair example, right? If you're slouching the whole time you're working, we all know that that usually ends up resulting in some back tightness, maybe some back pain, sometimes some neck pain and tightness as well. And and so the ergonomic conversation is like, okay, we got to sit upright. And if you use a lumbar support or something like that, it's going to help you stay upright for a longer period of time. 100% agree. I think that's great. I think that's fantastic, right? And having just the awareness around that is also extremely important. But then you have other um, other ergonomic variables such as um, you know, you're, you should have a negative elbow variance, meaning if your hands are higher than your elbows, then you're going to be recruiting more bicep muscle activation, which over time is going to create tighter biceps and maybe may or may not lead down to issues, but it's definitely, it's like you're holding your hands up just slightly and, and that's going to create some elbow discomfort or bicep discomfort. So basically it's structuring all these things around. Well, if you're sitting in this station, here's kind of like an ideal uh, position to work from. And it's no different than the posture conversation that we've had. Is there a perfect posture? No. Is there a perfect posture ergonomic setup? No, but there's kind of like this guideline or reference, which is very good, especially if you are someone who's working in a situation or a position like that, but understanding that the baseline, uh, the baseline assumption is, is it comes down to we know we're, you're sitting or not moving for a long enough or for, we know you're not moving and you're sitting for too long. Thus, we have to give you a recommendation on how you should do that so that you don't create issues. What if this is just, this is kind of just a far-fetched example. I'm not saying you do this, but what if there was no rules to posture? You could slouch, you could do whatever you want for 15 to 20 minutes, but then you had to get up and you had to move for two to three minutes. And then you can come back and you can do the same posture, the same rounded shoulder position, whatever that is, but only for 15 or 20 minutes. And then after 15 minutes, you had to, again, get up and move for a minimum of two to three minutes. I would have a feeling that most people would probably do okay, indicating that it's more about the lack of movement that we have and the lack of variability throughout our day that actually is may or may not be creating more of the issues as far as pain and tightness and mobility that we're achieving. It's just because we're so sedentary. So even if I had the, the most perfect posture in my ergonomic setup, if I could maintain that for the whole day, you're still going to come out very tight. And even if you're, if every, if all the joints are stacked up perfectly, my guess is, is even if you did that for a prolonged period of time, you'd still come out tight and maybe with some pain. So it shows us that the pendulum can swing too far the other end, right? So just that it's not enough to just say we need to focus on ergonomics and take care of our ergonomics and be in a better position. We have to understand that even if, even if I'm in the best, 
most perfect position, if I'm in that position for too long, I'm still going to create some issues. So thoughts and considerations, because we get a lot of questions and, and a lot of people are searching what is the best ergonomic chair, give yourself a little rundown and audit of your day. How often are you actually moving? Is an ergonomic chair going to actually provide you the benefit that you're looking for, whether that would be pain reduction or loosening your back or you know whatever that might be? Could it be that you just need to move more? You can save yourself a ton of money and on the flip side, create a lot of health and wellness benefits by actually moving more and stimulating your body and loosening yourself up. So don't just assume that a purchase and or a short fix is going to be the long-term fix that you need. Oftentimes, you're going to have to do the thing that's most challenging, especially for people that work at a desk, is you need to move more. It really comes down to finding more opportunities to move. And I'm not saying you need to go for like a 30-minute walk. Like you could literally just stand up right now when you're listening to this, unless you're driving, stand up to this right now, right? Stand up nice and tall. Reach your arms up high over your head as high as you can. Just try to lengthen out your body. Do the Winnie the Pooh, reach down, touch your toes, right? Don't force it. Don't do a hamstring stretch. You're just trying to touch your toes, and then you come back up. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to take your hips, and I want you to circle them around like you're doing a hula hoop. You're just moving around side to side, side to side, right? What we're indicating is you can run through basic, simple mobility drills at your desk that li- that literally can take 30 seconds, one minute, 90 seconds, two minutes, whatever that might be, you could do it standing right there. And the nice part about Zoom now too and these these conference calls, imagine you're in a, in a meeting at your office pre-COVID. You're sitting around a round table, right? Most people are going to look at you if you get up and start stretching. But now with Zoom, hit that little video off button or whatever you need to do, go on mute. You could have your headphones plugged in and you could be moving around and doing whatever you need to do and no one would even know. So the silver lining in a lot of this stuff is, yeah, maybe you're working more on different things. And uh, and I should back up, not everyone has that ability. Oftentimes, many people have to be on video, but we're just indicating that you can get a lot done by just getting up and moving. So are ergonomic chairs great? Yes, if you know how to use them appropriately. Is it going to be the fix that you need? My, my general honest assumption is they are super beneficial, especially if you're someone who works at a desk for a prolonged period of time, just like the investment in a good mattress is actually really good because you spend a lot of time there. But don't weigh on that as the sole fix of what might be going on or the thing that will prevent something from happening in the future. While it's super beneficial, we know you need to get up and move more, move more, move more. Get your water intake in, get your exercise, huff and puff, grunt a little bit when you're working out and training and try to make your body a little bit more resilient. Don't just sit and deteriorate and decay. Actually strive to be making those steps forward and forward. Now, easier said than done. We're all in our places and we're all working on it. If you need some support, find a buddy who's maybe working with you. And it's like, man, I need an accountability partner. You want, you want to do that with me? We're going to be taking micro breaks. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing 100 push-ups a day. We're going to be doing 100 squats a day. We're going to do the plank challenge with Live Loud, whatever that might be. Find someone that can do it. And if you don't have that, there's online resources and communities. And then we would also love to be a part of that resource and community for you. If you feel like you're just struggling, you're not really able to like get into that group, you might just need a coach for a little bit of accountability. And we can help that. We can help you in that capacity. 
capacity, whether that's through remote coaching or in the office, if you are local to the Boulder County slash North Denver area. So I hope that's beneficial. I know a lot of people are searching for best ergonomic chairs, best ergonomic setups for working at home. They are out there. I think they are good investments, but understand and know what's even more important than that is you got to move your body. You got to get back into the groove of lubricating and loosening those joints and getting those muscles strong. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you've enjoyed this show, please, please make sure you subscribe so you can get those future episodes when they come out. I know everyone knows someone working at a desk. So if you know someone who's working from home or in the office and they've been curious about like posture or back pain or neck pain and trying to work on their ergonomics and their postures, send them this video, please. I think it'll be super handy and it'll be very helpful and very valuable for them to understand a better frame of reference on how to contextualize what's actually going on with posture and ergonomics, so on and so forth. Um, and please leave us some comments, shoot us, shoot us an email, reach out to us. We want to hear more topics that you're interested in so that we can continue providing you more value and then we can continue help guiding you to the adventure life you were made for until next time guys live loud we'll see you soon